Hey, 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 welcome to the Sports Reverence Podcast. My name is Dan. And my name's Drew. We're no experts, but we are the Sports Reverence. Hey, hey, welcome to the Sports Reverence Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. In this podcast, we're sharing about breaking sports news, and we debate about it. My name is Dan, and I'm joined with my co-host, Drew. What's up, Drew? Not much. Just we, uh, watching the World Series. That's right. Yeah. And we, and we are the Sports Reverence. Uh, we also have our expert analyst uh, with us. His name is Joel, but he's also known as The Coach. What's good, Coach? Wow, high praise today. High praise today. That check must have cleared. And on this episode, uh, we're going to help your fantasy football teams. We're going to dive into some X's and O's of week eight of the NFL. And we're into the final stages of the World Series. We're going to check that out. We also got a lot of hot takes uh, talking about Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick. That saga continues. Uh, And we'll also shine some light on some of the dumpster fires that are in the NFL after week seven. Um, And lastly, the one thing where I'm going to highlight is a play that we'll talk about that uh, should be in everybody's hearts of every sportsman. And that's something that we'll talk about in a few moments. But while we'll start, we're going to start with the Sports Reverence Quick Hitter News. Let's kick it off right now. On December 1st, it'll be the likely the NBA opening day for training camps. Ronaldo has COVID-19 and will miss Champions League match against Barcelona. Khabib retired from the UFC after winning UFC 254. The Dallas Cowboys traded Everson Griffin to the Detroit Lions for a sixth round pick. It's Tua time. This week marks the first start for Tua and the Dolphins. Let's hear a word from our sponsors. Have you ever thought about how well your investments are performing? Have you wanted to understand how the stock market works and how you can look after your financial future, but have been unsure of where or even how to get started? Train to Invest is North America's leading investment education and training corporation with the sole purpose of providing a new way of thinking about wealth management. Through teaching, training, and coaching individuals in both the art and science of self-directed investing, Train to Invest offers a complete education and training experience to empower families to begin their journey of planning for future generations through investment education. To find out more, look at www.traintoinvest.com and download our free ebook. Again, www.train2invest.com to find our, more information about our program and download our free ebook. All right, we're jumping into the NFL, and we're going to have a Week 7 overview right now. Coach, why don't you kick us off with some of these dumpster fire teams after Week 7? You know what? I'm going to – we'll start that, and I'll save the best for last. Uh, one of the biggest surprises for me was Houston. I really thought Sean Watson would be able to carry this team, and I'm not blaming him, but they are in a big – hurt right now they fired the coach i mean what else is there to do you really can't make any in-season changes so this team is just gonna suck and it's i feel bad for deshaun watson i mean it's like what else can you do to help this kid out 
trade away your, your best receiver. Get back, <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't really know what else to say. I'm really surprised that move didn't work. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's like, whoa, David Johnson didn't answer our problems? <laughs> what? So, yeah, I, I'm going to start with Houston. I think that's just – it's time to blow this whole thing up and, and just move on. They have the most expensive roster in the NFL. <laughs> so I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. I will say Deshaun Watson's uh, revitalized Brandon Cooks. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So I'll give Fantasy him owners rejoice. Yeah, <laughs> at least that's somebody. Do you do you guys think that uh, he stays? Brandon Cooks? No, uh, Deshaun Watson. Do you think he sticks around and asks for a trade, or what do you guys think? Uh, like, I don't. Like, I think they have to give him a contract. Like it's he's he's one of the best quarterbacks. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna replace Deshaun Watson, but if you can trade DeAndre Hopkins, you can do anything. Like <laughs> <laughs> Well, with new management there, I don't think they'll do anything crazy like that. They gotta sign him and they're gonna sign him for big money. So yeah. um I think he he can't turn that down. What they could do is I, I don't know if it's possible with his contract, but move jj watt somewhere Ooh. you could probably get a few pieces for that because yeah, their defense either. can't stop anybody anyways that's true so why so why do you have a 20 million dollar player so that if you can't stop anybody yikes jj watt means a big big to that community though he's a big guy in houston that's yeah true. that's true that's true uh right. another another team um i actually want dan to talk about how bad the Cowboys are. So I'm going to leave that one to him. Yes. Um, yes. But uh, Minnesota, uh, they used to be heralded for their defense. They cannot stop anybody right now. Uh, Another team, the Falcons put up how many points on on them and everyone's talking about them as a dumpster fire. Um, Granted, Dalvin Cook has been hurt, but still like they Kirk Cousins Justin is Jefferson. not a good quarterback like yeah <laughs> Kirk for sure but and here's the thing Jefferson replaced Diggs yeah. equally that's true yeah so you're looking at a very similar roster yeah, right? yeah I don't understand I don't understand why they're so bad yeah Kirk Cousins may not be the best quarterback but he is the smartest guy in the entire NFL because he primed Washington out of so much money then primed the Vikings out of so much money. This guy is set. He could retire and in the season be okay. He just, he just uh, played the system. Yeah, he's before. laughing all the way to the bank. Absolutely. As a team, they're not going oh, anywhere no. fast. No, definitely not. Especially with all the money they've given him. Well, you guys yeah. mentioned Atlanta, and I wanted to highlight them because they have been it – was, it was pretty funny. They were playing – they played against uh, Detroit last week, Correct. And um, Detroit and Atlanta have been known for blowing leads and not being able to finish games. And I yeah, saw this funny right. about right. one, one of these teams are going to win this game and it's going to be like huge for them because they, they can't blow the lead worse than the other. <laughs> so, um, and that's exactly what happened. It was incredible. Um, the, the Falcons marched the ball down. Um, Detroit knew that they were going to score and they decided they, they, uh, if you guys watch, I think it was Saturday night, there was a college game that uh, a college team let the team score right at the end so that they could come back and have the game-winning drive because they trusted their offense that much more. So Detroit took the same plan. Let Gurley go right up the middle. And uh, Gurley had one job. 
to fall down before the goal line. Which and he's done the, in the past. He's done it in the past. Uh, he's done it lots. But what does he do? Falls down on the goal line. <laughs> on the goal line. Detroit marches the ball down. Stafford with another game-winning drive on his checklist hits Hawkinson for a game-winning touchdown. Hilarious. Unreal. Classic Falcons. It's tough. It's tough. I like Matthew Stafford a lot, though. I do love He's a Matthew baller. Stafford. He's a baller. It's too bad he plays in Detroit. So, with all that being said. Oh, we got to talk about the one more team. I know. Yeah. I'm getting there right now. Yeah. Yeah, talk I, about I, I take pride yeah. in making fun of the Falcons because I have to look at the lowly Cowboys and the dumpster fire that are the Cowboys. Now, there's no excuses. There's nothing. There's nothing you can say to defend them. The one thing that I'll say that really... You're going to try anyway. No, no. The, maybe. The, the one thing I say <laughs> that really just like showed me that the Cowboys aren't a team right now is that when their quarterback, their starting quarterback, gets smashed in the face, gets concussed, and no one goes to defend him. Have you ever seen that in the NFL before? I've never seen that. No. Not really, no. I can't think of a time where a a non-quarterback player, sure, but like a quarterback? Mm. No, everybody usually has a quarterback's back. I will say this. You guys are cruel for making me talk about the Cowboys first. Why don't you guys go at them for a minute and let me just recoup my feelings. I think it's just hilarious how bad they are because of Jerry Jones. Because he talks them up every year like they're going to win the Super Bowl and this is what they give. Um, And I really can't explain it. Like fantasy owners that have Ezekiel Elliott are probably pulling their hair out. Kicking themselves right now. Like, uh, Like I thought the McCaffrey owners were bad. But he's coming back, and he's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, what do you do with Ezekiel Elliott? Like, I don't know. Um, and their quarterback situation is a mess. And their offensive line, that used to be the best in the league, they have nobody. Yeah. Like, zero starters on that offensive line. Uh, the defensive players that they paid, looks like they paid them a bit too early, and they let yeah. go of the guy that they should have signed. Um, and, yeah. Anyways, Joel, you have at I- it. You know, you're right. Every year, Jerry Jones hypes him up. Then the media hypes him up, and we think this is the year. This is the year the Cowboys going to make a run. And like every Tony Romo highlight, I put that in quotations, of mistakes we could run. It comes and bites us in the butt. Oh, if Dak doesn't want to play, we got Andy Dalton. No problem. Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott, feed me on his belly. No problem. Offensive line, ah, a little old, but still cohesive. They can do it together. No problem. Three 1,000-yard receivers, no problem. We all forgot they couldn't stop the ball. And this offense, which was supposed to be primed under Mike McCarthy, which was a giant fail, man, I, it's just a comedy of errors. And, it, and I love that it's Daniel's team because it just gives me something to roast him about. Uh, but I think I, I think the biggest mistake was hiring hiring Mike McCarthy yeah. because he he is he's a so dinosaur. bland. Yeah, he's exactly he's a dinosaur. He has no life to him. Look at look at Aaron Rodgers. Right, he killed Aaron Rodgers' spirit. That's a tough thing to do. <laughs> so you know, I think the Cowboys 
Maybe next year, Daniel. Maybe next year. We, we should have known when Mike McCarthy hires uh, Mike Nolan, a guy who's been out of the <laughs> league for six years, uh, was second last in, in defense six years ago. Um, yeah. Like, Zeke Elliott's belly is starting to look more like mine, and it says, feed me on it. And are you kidding me right now? Like, like just what what is happening there? Jerry, oh, my goodness. Did you guys see the post-game conference with uh, Mike Nolan? Okay. He, uh, uh, they're, they're having a conference with him, and uh, before it had to be delayed because he got Tabasco sauce on his finger, and he touched his eye. Okay, so he's crying <laughs> and he has Tabasco sauce in his eye and he just has to delay talking about um, the Cowboys defense. I just think he put Tabasco sauce in his eyes so he didn't have to talk about this dumpster fire that's there. And then on top of that, you don't go help your quarterback after he gets destroyed on a dirty hit. Like, come on now, Cowboys, what's wrong with you? There, there is one thing going for the Cowboys. That post-meal, post-game meal has got to be sick. It's got to be sick. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> enough of that. I'm just done. I'm done with that. Let's move on to our rookie quarterbacks. Some in the NFL. Some what more rookie week. quarterbacks that uh, we'll talk about too this, this week because they had big weeks. We had Joe Burrow and uh, Justin Herbert. Uh, I'm not going to call him Herbert anymore because uh, it's my Canadian-ness coming out. But they had some phenomenal weeks. Coach, take us through it. So before we start, I I purposely typed in Burroughs to mess up Daniel, <laughs> and he, he got it he got it right even though it's typed up twice the wrong way. So I actually I actually didn't watch Burrow play. I watched Herbert, Herbert, and man, kid has got game. I feel bad that uh, a doctor ruins somebody's lung, but he gets to play. <laughs> I mean, that's just a tough, tough way to lose a starting job, but it's his. Justin is not giving this up. And I don't, I, I, if you're the coach and you, you, you bench him, you're getting fired. 27 for 43, 347 yards, three touchdowns, nine rushes for 66 yards, as Drew alluded to off screen. Reverend Drew, over 400 yards of just quality offense. And some of those throws, oh my yeah. goodness. Oh my goodness! Did he not look like a rookie at all? It's, it's, things looking up. Things looking up. I really liked him. I thought he performed really well. What do you guys think? And something that I didn't realize about Herbert is how mobile he is. Big time. Yeah. Like kid can move. Nine rushes for sixty-six yards. That's quality. Yeah. And he's a big dude as well. Like I was yeah, just he's... gonna say he's the best sized quarterback out of that rookie class draft. Yeah, and I think. I think people forget that he was supposed he was projected as the number one quarterback yeah. two years before his draft. And uh Burrow just went on a run at the right time. And, and he's in the best he's yeah. in the best situation of all the rookie oh, quarterbacks as well. I said that before the year. Yes, you did. You all laughed. I'll keep bringing it up, but I was right. Herbert is gonna be the rookie of the year, calling it right now. I'm still sticking with Burrow as rookie of the year because they make Burrow throw so much and they're just wow. i think that's what they're going for they're trying to get him to be rookie of the year they don't care about winning in cincinnati they're just they're just trying to make joe burrow rookie of the year well let's oh, go over joe burrow's stats here go for because it because 35 for 47 406 yards three touchdowns and a pick in a loss 
uh, classic Cincinnati. I, I actually called this as one of my games of the week because I knew it was going to be an exciting game. Um, they just always seem to play each other well, Cleveland and Cincinnati. Baker Mayfield yeah. had a great game on the other end. He played well. Um, yeah, and and Cleveland's quietly having one of the be- like one of their better seasons without in history. or something. Yeah. What's going to happen without Odell? But Burrow doing what he's doing uh, with the weapons that he has, like. He does have some receivers there. We're not sure how good AJ Green is anymore. Yeah. But he seems to be getting him the ball in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And, yeah. He could uh, be ascending again. Tyler Boyd seems to be the real deal. He's the real deal. He's, uh, been, Higg- he's been the real Higgins. deal for a few years. Yeah. Higgins, Higgins. is really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah and he yeah. threw two touchdowns to a no-name tight end as well. Um, he's showing so, a lot of savvy. He's yeah. showing a lot of savvy and a lot of understanding of the game really well. Yeah. Actually, that was that was Mayfield. Sorry, that was my mistake. Mayfield threw threw two touchdowns to a no name tight end. Okay, so Drew, you got Herbert <laughs> as your rookie. Yep. Coach, who do you got? You know what? I know this is going to sound kind of ridiculous because we're already what week eight coming up to week eight. I think Tua just goes on a huge run. <laughs> I think it's going to be unreal. Is it going to be like Zion if he played yes. the whole season? Would have yes. Been? That's a great analogy. Because Zion played 19 games and tore the league up and then tore himself up. Tua is going to play eight games. He's going to rock it out. And, you know, who knows? Or is he going to be, like, injured like Zion all the time? Nah, 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 nah. Tua, I, I picked him as my rookie of the year from the beginning. So I'm sticking with him. I'm sticking with honorable, him. Honorable mention would be um, uh, Edward Zelaire in, in KC. Mm-hmm. That's yep. true. But with Bell That's with fair. Bell coming in, Bell we don't know how how much uh we don't know how much away. Bell has though, right? You know? Well he part was of his with offensive the Jets, line. Though. I know, I Jets. know. Yeah. But you gotta think, not playing for a whole year's gotta slow him down a little bit. Maybe. Yeah. Football's different though. Football's yeah, different. I guess. I'm That's still fair. I'm still sticking with Joe Burrow. Um watching that game was just way too much orange on the field. Uh <laughs> Cleveland, Cincinnati is like wow. Uh, my yeah. eyes. But uh uh yeah let's go let's go on to the next what's next drew uh we got the saga between Ooh. brady and belichick this is tampa bay. one of my favorite segments to do yeah tampa bay's improved the record to five and two and the patriots at two and four uh gronkowski seems to be coming back yeah baby um, yeah baby what did you say about gronk at the beginning of the year drew huh that Thank he you. wasn't going to do anything. <laughs> yeah. um, that he was an extra offensive lineman. <laughs> um, but Savage. even though he's lost a step, like I said last pod, his hands and and yeah. ability to box people out is second to none. Yeah. Because yeah. literally, all you need to have him for is the ten yard to end zone. Yeah, just you can't chuck guard it up. the guy. You just put yeah. it up there. He'll go grab it. The little defensive backs can't guard him. You know, it, he had to get, you know, out of his whole party phase and get the weed out of his system back into NFL shape. And I think we're, I think we're starting to see a lot of good things happening in Tampa Bay. I'm tossing Antonio Brown. Yeah, this week, <laughs> no, I, this week, Chris Godwin has to sit out, but oh, oh, it's okay. They only have to replace him with Antonio Brown. So uh, it's not going to be that much of a drop off. I, I watched Brady 
uh, this week for as one of my games to watch, and he looked really comfortable with this offense. Let he me see that line out there for you. Yeah, yeah. Thirty-three for forty-five, three hundred and sixty-nine yards, and four touchdowns. Yeah. So that's like, wild. That's like early two thousands Brady. Just nasty. When and he, he rushed. Just, and, and he rushed for one touch. Like dove in for one touchdown. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's like, right. There's something in the water down there in Tampa Bay. Something and in it? on the other side of things in New England, probably Oof. the worst game. Wow. Didn't they say it was the worst home loss the Patriots have ever had? They were playing a far superior team. I think since 95. Since uh, since the Belichick era, probably. Yeah, I think before, since before Billy. So, yeah, let's get, on, let's get on Belichick here, okay? Okay. Um, they showed promise first couple weeks. Now they have had two bad losses. Um, the first bad loss was against uh, Denver, right? That was really bad. Then the next one, the 49ers, Cam went, what, three? Four, he threw uh, three picks in 15 throws. Yeah, yeah it wasn't great. Like, you know, I think part of it is you see, you see a lot on the defensive end those guys who decided not to play this year, their impact is being felt. And, and not, not that it's a big deal or bad, good or bad that they didn't play, but you lose those quality guys, it's going to impact your locker room. It's going to impact the guys on, on the field. And if a defense has to has have a lot of outs, you got to put the ball back in Cam's hands and you don't know how his foot's doing. And uh, a lot of things have gone wrong over the last couple of weeks, I don't think there's anything Belichick can really do to turn this around. Do you think, uh, do you think uh, COVID played a role in Cam's drop-off? Like, he started off like looking like Superman. Now he looks like broken Cam. Mm. Maybe, but you also don't know how good of shape he's actually in. I will say this, though. He... I've never seen Bill Belichick show sympathy. And after he benched Cam, he went over to him and patted him on the back. It was weird. It was, it was just like weird. It shouldn't I'll, be allowed. I'll tell you why. Because he knows how to manage people. Does with Tom he? Brady, he does. Because with Tom Brady, Tom didn't need that. He didn't need a guy to come and pat him on the shoulder and say, oh, it's okay, Tom. Because he's not built like that. Cam is more... Uh, out there he's more emotional he wears his emotions on a sleeve right so to get the reassurance from the coach is is a good thing for cam it's like when you coach basketball or any sport you know certain kids require a certain way of being handled some kids you can yell at some kids you can't right and i i I think how and there's not that many people who come away from the patriots organization hating belichick right so you got to know he's doing something right on a personal level. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, okay, so where do you stand, Drew? Who's winning this race of Belichick and Brady, even though it is unfair? Well, I think with his performance this week, you can't say it's not Brady. Like, mm-hmm. putting up five touchdowns overall, even even with the weapons he has, like, that's – you need to perform. Be, perform. Yeah. And some of the throws that he's making, like Whew. the throws to Gronk, like they were precision throws. Yeah. Like, 
and uh, he's he's still doing it, and yeah, he's starting to tip the scales a little bit for me. Yeah, I hey, think, coach. What about you? For me, watching the Patriots get destroyed by my Niners uh, really swung the balance because they just look like JV versus varsity, big time. And there's really not much you can do as a, in a coaching position when your team is undermanned. Now, what you can do in, Bra- in, in Brady's position, though, is you can elevate your teammates. And he's definitely starting to do that. Um, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Stephen A. Smith, maybe, talking about how Tom, Tom Brady is changing the culture down there in Tampa Bay. And you're, I think you're seeing a bigger impact of Brady on the Bucks than Belichick on his players. Maybe Which because... Which is an indictment, in my opinion. Well... He's yes and no. He, right? Yes and no. I mean, there's also a, a, a bigger gain to be had from going to Tampa Bay, right? Like there's more room for him to, to make that cultural shift versus in New England where they had the quote-unquote Patriots away for the last 20 years, right? So Brady, I think, had more opportunity to change things in terms of culture shift. But again, like Drew talked about, he has had to perform, and uh, I think he has. Three weeks ago, I would have said, you know, Belichick was winning. All said Belichick, I think. Yeah. Now I, I, I'm on. I'm on TB's wagon here, bro. I'm on TB's wagon. And I'm with you guys. I'm on TB Tampa Bay. Um, but Tampa Bay. I think it all changes week to week. You know, like um, if Cam Newton comes out and beats the Bills next week, um, it's uh, game changed sure. again. Give it to Belichick. Belichick. Whenever he coaches against the Bills, like you know Mass. that things are going to go well for him. Yeah. So, um, what we need is a week where both Cam and Brady do well. Yeah, for sure. That'll be that'll be a good test for sure. All right, let's hear a word from our sponsors. With no sports to watch on TV, esports have been shooting off the charts. What are esports, you may ask? Well, basically, it's competitive video gaming. Esports are fun to watch, and my favorite gamer to watch is a guy named Vandalize. Vandalize plays a variety of consoles and games, including the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. What makes him so unique is that he plays these games with the controller upside down. It is a talent unlike any other. You can check his Twitch stream out, and you can find the link in the Sports Reverence Instagram bio. Or you can search him up on Twitch, Vandalized, with two Zs or Zs. His control will be upside down. All right, we are into week eight of the NFL season. We're mid we're midway. I can't believe it. Who what matchups? Say what, coach? Who thought we would actually get here? I mean, that was COVID business. I did. Wow. The it's NFL crazy. is a money making business. There's lots of teams with even twenty thousand fans in the stands. So that's true. Um, they're doing that's well. True. They're doing okay. Um, which games are we looking forward to this week, boys? I think you should start. What are you looking forward to? Yeah, definitely looking at Baltimore-Pittsburgh. I think this is the clash of the Titans. Um, that's, it, it'll really show what Baltimore is made up of. I think we know what Pittsburgh is. Uh, we know Pittsburgh's tough. Ooh. They'll gruel it out. But is Baltimore a team that can compete at the highest level in pressure situations? It's, like, it's going to feel like a playoff game because it's a divisional rival. You know what I mean? And I, I, I agree with you, but I haven't flipped. I have it flipped because 
last year, Pittsburgh wasn't great. Their defense was, was still good, though. Yeah, the defense was still good. But there was, there was a lot of questions about Ben and his health and whatever. And so far, they stepped up for sure. fourth-string quarterback, and they went yeah, 8-8. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Just, but mostly because of their defense. I think, in, in my opinion, Baltimore, we know what Baltimore is. We know they're going to run the ball. Uh, Lamar Jackson isn't the best quarterback, you know, throwing the ball. But he's, his mobility changes things. If Pittsburgh can, lay, can, can win this game, I think they're, they're, they win the division. It's a big psychological battle. But I think it's, it's a bigger hurdle for them than it is for Baltimore, just because Baltimore only plays one way. I think Pittsburgh rolls in this game. I think they win wow. big. I'm wow, with, really? Uh, I'm with you. I, I think their defense gives, gives Baltimore so many fits, they don't know what to do with themselves. And then you force Lamar to be a quarterback, and that's not going to work, as we've seen we've in seen the him. past. Um, Big Ben is firing. He like, is like rolling. Old, like old Big Ben right now. He's got all the weapons. All the weapons back, right? And he's still not using Juju. Like, yeah. Like, can you imagine if he gets Once they rolling? Get rolling. Like, we haven't even seen the best of their offense, and they're six and zero. Oh. Yeah. Um, James Conner hasn't had a big week yet. Um, I think, yeah. And and another guy that they haven't mixed in as much as I'd like to see them is Eric Ebron. He's yeah. a he's a talented tight end, and. Uh, in the in the red zone, I think they'll start using him. There's no questions about their defense. Like no, their, def- their defense is solid up and down. Minka Fitzpatrick, Dolphins should have never traded him. Um, T.J. Watt is a beast. Uh, Bud Dupree's a beast. Like up and down, that defense is is awesome. Their special teams is good. Um, yeah, I think Pittsburgh rolls. Over under. What's the spread? Well, the spread the spread right now is Baltimore three and a half, like Baltimore favored yeah. by three and a half. Interesting. Uh, I think I think Pittsburgh by wins wins more than six by more than six. Okay, I like it. I like I'm it. With you, Drew. I'm with you. I love that. Love that take. Okay, what's who's next? Oh, San Francisco, Seattle. This is going to be a game. Let me tell you. I hold on, hold on. You're shaking your head, but you're not not in the way you're thinking. I think Seattle's going to roll San Francisco. Yeah, <laughs> right. I think I think Russell Wilson is going to put on a show, an absolute show, and as a, a bigger show than he just put on. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, as a Niners fan, I'm terrified because I know offensively we can't keep up, and with the defensive losses we've had, it's over. But I'm just excited to see Russell Russell Wilson just do his thing. On the, on the field. And Tyler Lockett. And Tyler, it, could yeah. it could be tougher for him to really show out because I'm assuming it's going to be rainy. It's in Seattle. It's going to be November. Um, so, like, that could play a factor in him being able to just bomb the ball anywhere he wants. But um, I think you guys are, like, I don't, I, I don't think there's a question in that this game is going to be a, a rollover. I, I, I surprised you with that take, didn't I? Yeah, I, yeah definitely. I did. Is there any question right now who the MVP is? No. No. Not really. They can't be. Like Although Russell he did Wilson, lose, but <laughs> Russell Wilson in his career has never got a single MVP vote. This is so shocking to me. <laughs> that ain't like, right. 
That ain't and, right. And you know what it is? It's because he plays in Seattle. Yeah. Well, there was so much talk about their defense earlier on in his yeah, career. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And now their defense is a shell of what it used to be. Yeah. And he just keeps putting up numbers year after year. And uh, Yeah. I'm kind of surprised AB didn't go there. Or they didn't make more of a play for AB. Just to get him a few I don't weapons. think they need him. Like, they don't really need him. Well, yeah, DK Metcalf has been a beast, honestly. Um, yeah. I know Lockett killed it last game, but it's been Metcalf most of the season. Well, it's been pretty even, actually. Well, for the most part, they've both been doing well week to week. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're good with Seattle, though. Let's go next. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who's uh, next? Uh, my pick was Cleveland and Las Vegas. Um, I really I want to see. Uh, whether this Cleveland team is for real or not. I think Las Vegas is a good test. Like, they barely beat Cincinnati. Um, yeah. Las Vegas is a team. Like, they're a good team. They're a good uh, team. Yeah. And Cle- they have Cleveland favored by two and a half right now. Uh, shocking. Shocking. Which is shocking. They they give the home team three points right away. So, really, they have the Raiders by half a point. Which doesn't make sense because there's no fans really. So yeah, so it it doesn't doesn't really make sense. I I'd love to see the Raiders put Cleveland back back down a couple pegs. Because can you imagine Baker Mayfield is obnoxious at the best of times. Like <laughs> if they start winning, he's gonna be so annoying. Um, yeah, he's gonna have lost- another. He's gonna have another six progressive commercials. Yeah, <laughs> the loss of OBJ though hurts. Yes. Um, yeah. But they have they have enough how, weapons. <laughs> but how much? Yeah, actually, here's here's a take. I think the loss of OBJ might actually help them. I saw but, some stat that Baker Mayfield plays better when OBJ is not in the game. Well, I think I think that's true because if OBJ is in the game, he's going to try and force mm. things to OBJ. Yeah, yeah. yeah OBJ is such a diva. That he needs the ball in his hands, and um, I think this will help Jarvis Landry, who year after year is usually up near the catch leaders, who hasn't been getting it done this year. Um, I think they get Austin Hooper more involved eventually. If he is he hurt right now, or is he? Yeah, he's hurt. Uh, and Joku is. Well, Joku played well last game. Joku had a touchdown. touchdown. Uh, that Higgins came out of nowhere. The other Higgins, not yeah, the yeah. Higgins on. Yeah, so on Cleveland. Um, but Las Vegas is tough. Derek Carr's balling out. Um, Aguilar had a game. Finally. Yeah, he had a great game. Yeah, yeah. And Josh Jacobs hasn't had the year that everyone thought he was going to have. So maybe this is his time to break out. Could be. Um, but it's going to be a good game. I think. I think the winner. I think. Well, regardless, I think these teams will show us who they really are this yep. week. I think uh, I got Vegas. Uh, dominating this game they're going to control it both ends of the field cleveland i've been saying this i think we've kind of agreed on this drew that cleveland's still not the real deal they're they're fake they're they're wannabes pretenders pretenders exactly exactly so i'm going raiders Derek carr henry ruggs all them boys are gonna put on a show how many do they win by six Last one, last one. Wait, who New do you England. got? Oh, I, I thought I got Drew. I got, I got uh, Las Vegas. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. cool. I, 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 nothing else to say about that. I was, it's, you guys covered everything. Sweet. 
Yeah. This is New my England. favorite matchup. New England Buffalo. Yeah. Wow. This who? I mean, honestly, for years I've I've never even thought about this. It's always just been okay, New England, but Buffalo can come in and put foot to throat and just really grasp a hold of this division. It's make or break kind of for yeah. New England. Kind of, it? yeah. Because if they go what if they go two and five. Oh. That's that's a big hole to climb out of, and there's and there's no necessary. Trevor isn't coming out of the college for these guys, so not you know he may stay another year. <laughs> so you know, you, you gotta win. You gotta win. You gotta win. But if, Buffalo can. If New yeah. England wins this game, the whole narrative changes again, and and Bill Belichick is back into his. The genius. And genius. Yeah, super genius and all that. So and Buffalo, Buffalo has been super shaky since their first loss. They barely, they barely beat the Jets this last week. And that's not the Josh like, Allen hype train is slowly losing momentum. Yeah, like come on. Like that's embarrassing. Me and Drew last week said, you know, pick everyone up on the Bills to destroy in fantasy football last week. And Oops. It was Oops. a weak, 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 weak game. Uh, you allowed, you allowed Actually, I didn't say that. But... Y- yes, you did. No. I said that the I my narrative was wrong for the game, but I said they'd be up by so much that they might just be running the ball in the second half. Okay. 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 Whatever. Technicalities over here. Just, just but my fantasy take was right. Anyways, on to the next. On Speaking of fantasy. Nice segue. I like yes. it. Yes. Boom. Second. Okay. All right. You guys are the fantasy gurus on this sports show. Who are you who are you picking as your wide receivers this week to really, really just go off? Drew, go first. All right. Well, it shouldn't come as any surprise. Uh, but Devontae Adams. <laughs> Uh, just just play Devontae Adams, and he'll be good for yeah, right. you, uh, especially against Minnesota. He's going to have a big yeah. week. Um, yeah, Devontae Adams, every week. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a big uh, DK Metcalf game, and um, I wanted to pause actually here and talk about – no, actually, we're going to talk about DK Metcalf after. Um, so let's keep going. DK Metcalf, though, he's going to have a big game. At the running back position. Who do you guys got? Like, mine are all obvious. Is that okay? That's fine. I think Derrick so. Henry against Cincinnati. Cincinnati nice. cannot stop the run. And okay, you know what? I will be. I will first admit, I did not think he was going to have a year like he was going to have. Man. I jumped off that train so quickly, and now have I have just been run over by it because he I thought, is... oh, you know what? No, I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. He is huge. (laughs) (laughs) He's unreal. Um, My pick is Miles Sanders just because he's playing against the Cowboys. Um, (laughs) He's not even playing. Are you sure? It's Boston Scott. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, then Boston Scott. Take him. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Take him. Boston Scott. Whoever's the running back for Philly on Sunday. Exactly. (laughs) Just have at her. Oh, man. All right. Your quarterbacks for the week. Ooh, this is fun. Ooh. spicy on this one. Ooh. I'm going – okay, I'll go first. You go first, yeah. 
my wild card quarterback. If we were to pick, like we're talking about who's going to do like the best yeah, unexpected, yeah. I'm going Mr. Ryan Tannehill. Oh, yeah. Why? Because he'll put up at least three, four touchdowns tossing. I don't think he'll be throwing a whole lot. Yeah, I, I like so. that pick, but I don't think he'll be throwing a whole lot. Um, yeah, I'm going. I'm going Aaron Rodgers. Division game in Lambeau. Devontae Adams has a big game. Does he throw the ball to anyone else this game? No, no. <laughs> just feed Devontae Adams. <laughs> he might, he might only know Devontae's name. The wrestling is like, ah, you, over there. Yeah, you do that. Like, I, thought, I thought Valdez Scantling would get like just a little something last game. No. Because everyone else was out. He's not even looking at anybody else. There's nobody. <laughs> is Aaron Jones back though? Yeah, he'll be back. So Aaron, Aaron Jones could have a big fat game yeah. too. Aaron Jones said he was good to go this week, but the the Green Bay the Green Bay medical staff has been cautious the whole year. Yeah, smart, smart. Now speaking about quarterbacks, how about the renaissance of the old dudes? Yeah, Drake's playing well. Rogers is playing well. Big Ben's playing well. Drew's Breeze is still playing good. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's a we talked. Did about you that. say Philip Rivers? Philip no. Rivers has been terrible. He's been terrible for a <laughs> while though. Like, hey, but um, the the Colts are four and two. Okay? Fitzpatrick. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, Fitzmagic. All right, all right. Last fantasy advice of the week: defenses. Who do you got? Kansas City, because they're playing the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> An unexpected one, I think. I'm going to take the Raiders this week oh, against okay. the Browns. Ooh, yep. that's, okay. That's that's stepping out there. I like yeah. it. I like it. They're going to bottle up Baker. Bring the and pressure. Probably, and Philly against Dallas. Yeah, like, that's a guarantee. Oh, Hundo Ta- P. Tampa Bay versus the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, yeah. oh, hey, we'll take it. Take it to the bank. Lock them up. Yeah. Lock them up. Hey, let's hear a word from our sponsors, and we're going to close with DK Metcalf. Samara and Jane is an Australian-based accessories retailer with all of the latest fashion trends from around the world. Ladies, update your style game with gorgeous earrings, necklaces, and other jewelry for affordable prices. And guys, you can shop for that special lady in your life too. Use discount code SPORTSREV30 for 30% off your entire order. That's SPORTSREV30 for 30% off your entire order. Use discount code at checkout at samaraandjane.com. DK Metcalf made one of those plays that every sports person, every sports player should have in their hearts, that kind of desire. He, uh, uh, there was a pick thrown by Mr. Russell Wilson, and DK Metcalf sprints down the field like this cheetah going after his like prey and tackles a guy that was so fast that even after the game, he tweeted out, I can't believe that actually happened. How is this possible that DK Metcalf was able to catch up to me and tackle me? Um, it's wild. It's unbelievable. It reminded me a little bit of a, a Julio Jones play last year uh, where he did something similar, but it was just something spectacular to see DK Metcalf's being how big he is move like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so with that being, say what? It's, it's kind of scary. It is scary. He's a freak of nature. Uh-huh. Um, 
I'll just say this. With that being said, is there any play throughout sports history that embodies that kind of play, that kind of heart, that kind of desire, the never give up desire? Oh, easy, easy. In your life. Go ahead. Easy. Flu game. Ooh. Enough like said. Jordan. Enough said. Flu game. Enough said. <laughs> That's uh, a tough one on the spot, though. It is. It's good. For me, this is way before I was alive, but I've heard about it my whole life. Uh, 1967, Maple Leafs, Bobby Bond uh, comes back on a broken leg and scores the game-winning goal to win the Stanley Cup. That's fair. That's fair. On a broken leg. Unreal. That's unreal. Um. Oh man, I I didn't even think uh, I didn't even think of which one. I've to got, choose I got myself. another one for you. Well, okay, you can you, you pick mine. Willis Reed. Ooh. In for the Knicks coming back, uh, he was the only. I think Phil Jackson was on that team too. Comes back with like either like a broken ankle or a sprained ankle or something, and just leads the Knickerbockers to win the game in the playoffs. I think I think it was in the finals too. How about Paul just... Pierce? <laughs> <laughs> I had that going in the back of my mind to make the same joke. I'm not gonna lie. What that, a joke. Uh, he yeah well Paul Pierce is we can we can we can talk about him in another segment I think anything is possible <laughs> that was KG that was KG well on that note my friends I want to leave you guys with that that never give up kind of attitude I hope you bring that into everything you do um, make sure you guys check out our website it's been revamped um all the things you can sign check up. out there podcast everything you can do um you can even sign up to be a sports reverence insider all you have to do is sign up and it's free someone tell us about our socials check us out insta twitter if you're still into facebook facebook but insta and twitter hit us up there lots of engagement we'd love to hear from our fans you think we're dumb let us know think our fantasies out of the out left park let us know but we uh, love you guys and we love interacting Peace out, world. Peace. Peace.